Hey everyone, thanks for listening to Sex with Emily. On today's show, I'm joined by sex and relationship coach Pam Costa. We'll be getting to Pam's amazing story of her sexual awakening, talking about desire, masturbation, and how to get the sex life you've always wanted because she did it, people. This is a great show. And we'll also be answering your emails. Thanks for listening. You know how I'm always encouraging you to get a little more adventurous in the bedroom? Well, our friends at Sport Sheets, you know, the ones who pioneered easy-to-use bondage gear, have just released the perfect products for your next adventure, the all-new Midnight line. Midnight is a collection of sophisticated, playful, and adventurous accessories like lace cuffs, blindfolds, and one of our favorites, a lace collar and leash. Hey, Producer Madison, remember that time I led you around the trade show wearing one? How was that for you? You know, um, surprisingly good. It's really comfy. Uh, I liked it more than I thought I would. I know, right? Fun for everyone. Want to turn up the adventure dial a little more? No problem. Midnight has a whole selection of high-quality nipple clamps that not only feel amazing, but are really beautiful, too. Hey, Producer Madison, remember that Just kidding. Okay, don't underestimate a little nipple play. Trust me. Each item in the Midnight Collection is made from the highest quality materials. Everything is nicely weighted and feels amazing to use. These are really the perfect way to bring a little special twist to your sexy playtime. Sportsheets has been keeping couples connected for more than 20 years, and the Midnight Collection is their latest masterpiece. To check out this or any of the other fun Sportsheet products, click the Sportsheets banner on my website or visit Sportsheets.com. That's S-P-O-R-T-S-H-E-E-T-S.com. into his eyes. They're the eyes of a man obsessed by sex. Eyes that mock our sacred institutions. Bedroom eyes, they call them in a bygone day. Hey, Emily, you got a boyfriend? Because my man E here, he just got his heart broken. He thinks you're kind of cute. The girl's got to have her standards. Oh, my. Do women know about shrinkage? Isn't it common knowledge? What do you mean, like laundry? It shrinks? Can we not talk about sex so much? Are you kidding me? Oh, my God, I feel so good. Being bad feels pretty good. You know, Emily's not the kind of girl you just play with. to Sex with Emily. We're talking about sex, relationships, and everything in between. For more information, go to sexwithemily.com. We've put everything at your fingertips there. You can subscribe to the newsletter, our social media, uh, social media, and most importantly, subscribe to the podcast. We love when you do that. And while you're there, you can shop my store and you can support our amazing sponsors. And of course, check out all the content. We update every single day. I've got an amazing team and... Um, and Pam's actually here today. She's one of the contributors to our website. She's got an amazing blog. And so um, check that out. And it's all at sexwithemily.com and at sexwithemily on social media. So you all know how much I love lube. If you've been listening to the show, you know that I think lube is the cornerstone of every relationship. No, it's not the cornerstone of your relationship, but it could be of your sex life. And I want to lube at every nightstand. And so Joe, I love their lubes. And they're like, well, Emily, we were just talking one day. They're like, what is your dream lube? Like, if you could have your own lube, what would it be? Which, you know, is so hard sometimes. Someone's like, what do you want? You're like, oh my God, I can have what I want. And then you're like, your brain freezes. I'm like, oh my God. And I actually have some ideas of like what it would be. But I thought, you know what? I want your help. So, and, and by the way, you've, we've been talking about this for a few weeks now, a few weeks out, and we've had like 900 responses. So I just want to thank everybody who went on and took like this five minute survey. That's really, really easy. You go to sexwithelmy.com slash dream lube. You take it. And so you take the survey and we also have some questions about the show. And you guys have had great feedback. I'm actually reading all of them, which is weird for me, but I actually sat and I'm like, Love hearing your responses and your feedback. So it's been amazing. Um, and they're going to help Joe create a brand new lube that we all designed together, which is fun. Oh, and also 10 lucky participants will receive a Joe prize package worth $100. I actually think it's more than $100 because they send us these packages all the time that are like, we're so happy. Like you're like, oh my God, and they make this kind of lube and this kind of massage oil. I mean, they have great products. So uh, it's sexsellme.com slash dream lube or just click on the dream lube banner. And I want to talk to Pam. Hi, Pam. Hi, Emily. I'm so glad this day has come. I know, right? Yes. Pam is amazing. Pam is a sex and, a sex and relationship coach, and she's the founder of Down to There, 
which is a blog at downtothere.com. Um, and she's has, she has an amazing story and we've been posting her blogs, um, on our site. So thank you for sharing your amazing content with us, which has definitely inspired, um, a lot of people I know and even myself bringing it. I'm like, well, how can she stay on for eight hours and I can talk to her because I can't believe what she's been through in a year. Okay. So I first met Pam. Um, it's actually, I love the story because we, it was our first sexual health expo. And as you all know, we've had like five of them now, I think. So that was in January, 2004. 15. Yeah. Okay. So Pam came and she's with her, her husband who's adorable and they were so cute and they came up to, I don't mean to like infantilize you. They're a beautiful couple <laughs> and they're, they were just adorable because they came up to the table. They were holding hands. We had a booth there and they were like just talking to my whole team and they were excited. I think you were just kind of starting out on your yeah, journey. Yeah, we really were. It was pretty early on. Was that like yeah. your first kind of I think I had just started blogging publicly, so the the journey between us had been going on for maybe a year or two oh, years. Okay, so um, it already, but right. it was like more public at that point. Well, you made an impact on my staff because they're like, remember, and you work you used to work at Facebook, so I think I they did. called you the Facebook couple. But you don't both work at Facebook, but you did, right? Yes. And they're like, remember the amazing couple, the Facebook girl? Like they just loved. They talked to you all the time. I think we gave you the the prizes that did we yeah, give you. Yeah, like, there were some balls, uh, keg balls. balls. Yeah, yeah like mm-hmm. well, they have to win, of course, because you just. <laughs> We just love you. So then, um, so that was that. And, um, but, and we loved you and we always remembered you that way. And then, as you all know, I've been taking my somatica training. I think, what are we coming up on our last weekend? We are. Yeah. We're almost done. I'm kind of sad. Me too. I feel like I'm going to miss everyone. I know we are. It was such a, like, I don't even know that, well, we'll get into that, how to process it all because my my brain explodes. So Pam's there and she's one of the, um, assistant coaches there now. And That's you've right. been through, through it all. The I have, yes. Like yeah, she's like, the, yeah, she's, it's helped you a lot on your journey, I know. And so that's how we've reconnected. So it's been great and um, to get to know you through this way too. And, and you're, you're still adorable and smart. And now you um, have just this really powerful story. And it's funny because actually somebody in our class said to me, because um, there's like 60 people in our class. There are. It's a big class, yeah. And I said, because we're like, well, how did you get here? How did you mm-hmm. get here? And he said, oh, I actually heard Pam speak at a conference. And I can't believe she actually had that you know issue of, really low libido and she'd be with her husband for 20 years, right? Mm-hmm. It was 20 years. Yeah. And she, and she realized like how to like, you know, jumpstart her libido, explore sexual, and she did what I want my, what needs to have my relationship. And so I came to Somatica because of you. Yeah. So, and I know that you've touched hundreds of thousands of other people's lives as well. So we're going to get into your story, which I can't wait, but first a little bit of sex in the news. Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. Okay. You have the accent too. Oh, yeah. It happens sometimes, Chicago, doesn't it? Right? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Midwest. Midwest. Mm-hmm. It comes out the long O's and stuff. The yeah. long O's. Yeah. I love it. I just felt very much at home. <laughs> we can talk like, we can talk with the, the accent the whole right. time now. We could do like, um, new dating app, Date Miserable People launches in Phoenix. Should I just do it with my accent and the long A's the whole time? Okay. So there is a new dating app. It's called Date Miserable People. You've probably heard the expression, misery loves company, and if that holds true, a new dating app should be very successful. The app, Date Miserable People, launched right in Phoenix uh, this year, and the guy created said he created the site so people could engage in online dating while keeping it real and honest without feeling intimidated. Um, it's an online platform that allows people to engage in online dating honestly and within the realities of their daily lives. And he said his per- uh, he personally has been through the trial, the founder of it, He's been through the trials and tribulations of all the online dating sites and has experienced the intimidation of feeling inadequate because the majority of people post like, you know, that their life is so perfect. So he's like, everyone like is like, my life is perfect. I love like walking on the beach and I love travel and I love hanging out with my friends, but that's not who they really, really are. He's like, they're really miserable. It's probably what he's thinking. So, um, he said, so that's why he called it this because misery is completely subjective to each individual. A member might be 50 years old, still live in his parents' house. Another member might be having a hard time getting over the passing of a family member. Uh, someone else might not have any friends or family. Um, some people are just miserable in general, he says. So um, it's what each person considers it. There's no ranking or measurement on who's miserable. You can't be like, I want someone who's like a 10 on the miserable scale. There's not that. It's just like everyone there is suffering in some way. So it's called datemeasurepeople.com. Uh, and I'm just not sure how this is going to play out. Like, I know I'm going to go date someone miserable like me. Like, I, I don't know. 
how that's going to Yeah, like jive. you're going to be niche, like when it just like, give me the layers of misery here. Right. You know, I'm envisioning like those, you know, those Facebook posts that everyone, you know, it's like, oh, all the shiny things that are happening in people's lives. And then there's that one friend that like posts that really awful, but like real story. It's right. like, it's, it's, it's just an app for them. Yeah, exactly. Well, maybe that's what they should do. They should partner with Facebook and be like keywords, like people who are miserable or angry and have a lot yeah. of those... People don't like their posts. They just do the, the sad face on their post yeah. or whatever you do now. Like, yeah, whoever gets the most sad faces. Yes, we just those people into this use app. this app because yeah. I think you don't want to lead. You want to actually lead with like, I'm going to try to make myself happy. You don't want like, if I'm miserable and you're miserable, we'll just become more miserable together. I'm just wondering like what the profile photos look like in this app. Right, you and you're just crying on your yeah, bed eating exactly. Ben and Jerry's or something. With it doesn't like, have a box of Kleenex or ice cream. Right. It's like over. You can't. Exactly. You, can't you, do you don't look that miserable in that picture because you were skating and you looked really happy. You're skiing. Yeah, no. I don't know. That's not my jam. So, but I'm all for dating online. You missed the whole dating online thing. I know, you've right? Been... It's like 20 years ago. I it's know. kind of, there was like not, I mean, you're maybe Craigslist then? I don't know. Yeah. yeah. No, you're lucky. So how did you meet your husband? We met in college in the dorms. I know. Oh it was a long time ago. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Okay. So you guys met in the dorms and then you we started did. dating right away? Yeah, well, he was upstairs for me, and I kind of had my eye on him, and I had not had a tremendous amount of dating experience, so it was kind of like forward of me to be like hitting on this guy, but I told my friends, I'm like, yeah, I'm interested in him, and, and they, I think they said, oh, he wouldn't be good for you. Oh. And that was, that was it. Like, I was like, well, then, I, I, I am on this. <laughs> Why'd they yeah. think he wouldn't be good I for you? I don't know. Maybe but your that was friend really wanted to bang him or something. That, you know, that could have been. Probably. Yeah. 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 You know, we don't know I back then that our girlfriends, yeah. 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 So you're like, well, if he's not good, then he will be good. Mm -hmm. That will make him good. So then you started dating freshman year. Sophomore year. Okay, yeah, sophomore year. Sophomore year. Yep. And we, we dated all through college. And I think we, we actually broke up like our first summer apart. Um, but it didn't last because I think we saw each other every weekend. Right. Yeah. Like we're yeah, broken we tried. up. We were like five hours away, but still one of us made it, you know, those five hours every weekend. Okay. And yeah. It was probably over by then. Right. Yeah. Wow. So then you've really then you've stayed, you've done this. Yeah. That was 21 years ago. God. I know. Amazing. I think we just realized we've been together more of our life than we haven't. Right. Wow. Like yeah. truly your life partner, mm -hmm. but not always been easy since those heyday days of the dorm. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, it was pretty, pretty good overall. Like right. We did. We, we have a good relationship, but um, sex was always a little charged for us. Um, oh no! Oh, that's my question. Like yeah. in the dorm, always like in college. Well, I mean, you know, it's hard to remember. But there's right. fun. Yeah, exactly. It was 21 years ago. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, you're young and you're exploring things, and biology's pretty strong in right. the beginning. And so, yeah, I mean, I think there was a lot of fun. Whether whether it was like amazing sex. Um, yeah, I mean, it was good sex, right? Right. Um, but he always wanted more than I did. Always. Um, he, I mean, I don't know if I could say like in the first like year of our relationship, but, um, you know, as the relationship grew and over the decades, um, he would, you know, sit down and be like, hey, we've got to talk. I, I want more sex. And I'd kind of be like, oh, I don't know. Like, I'm not like feeling those same urges, but like, I want to like, I want you to be happy. Like right. maybe we could try something. We like try all these different things. And you buy a sex toy. And yeah. then you're like, okay, that or was go fun. On vacation or like, you know. So you did all the things that I like talk about all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But none of them work really. They don't stick. Exactly. They don't work. That's it's like exactly it's like everything right. in life. You mm -hmm. gotta like stick with it. So yeah. right. So you tried those things and you guys are good communicators. Mm -hmm. And, yeah. and I love that you had good sex at the beginning because a lot of you were like, we have bad sex and we never had good sex. It's like, that's hard to tap into. But you guys obviously have a genuine love, yeah. attraction, and connection. But mm -hmm. you just – so what was the um, – and you have, you have a child, right? We do. Was, yeah, we have a nine-year-old. Nine-year-old. Mm -hmm. So it's like having that probably – well, and that was one of the things that's like, well, when he gets older, it'll get better, right. you know, or this. 18 or, years, yeah. honey, yeah, just yeah, wait. Said, In 18 exactly. years, we're going to bang like <laughs> rabbits, but just hang on there, buddy. Right. So then you, um, okay, so is, did it really start, so was there like a rock bottom? Like what made you after all these years, because I love that he communicated with you, but still, even though you talked about it, it wasn't. Yeah. I mean, I was talking, like, like, like it's the, the talk, you know, with air quotes, it's like the right. difficult talk. Um, and it would come up like every six to 12 months. And I think there was, there was a moment where it came came up again and for some reason like that time it felt different like I huh. I was just kind of like whoa this is serious like I really I really need to like pay attention like something's going on here um, and this was like how many years ago oh gosh this was probably about 
three years ago. Okay. Yeah. So you're like, mm-hmm. wow, again, usually you wait six months. This was only three months or whatever yeah. it was. There was like some moment you're like. Yeah. Yeah. And so I agreed. I was like, okay, I'll go to my OB. I like, I didn't know where to go. Honestly. Right. I'd like, I didn't know what to do. I was like, is there something wrong with me? Well, first, can I ask, were you taking any medications or I wasn't. Pill? Nothing. No, okay. And no. you're healthy. You're like, yeah, we, we were done having kids. He had had a vasectomy. I was like, great. Like we're not, there's no hormones going in me. Like right. all these like things that we had wondered about had been right. kind of written off at that point. Right. And you're like, I just don't want to have sex. Was that yeah, it? I like mean, you just didn't desire sex. It's just it was less frequent than how him, often which, were you having it at this point? Yeah, you know, well, we would have we would have different answers for that. But right. I was like, oh, oh it's yeah, like we're, any holiday. We're having it like once every week or so, and like he was like, no, we're not. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so yeah, so there's questions. Okay. <laughs> just curious. But, yeah. So um, okay, so then you had this moment. You're like, I got to do something. So you went yeah. to your OBGYN. OBGY- yeah. yeah, I went to her, and she said, Yeah, your hormones are all normal. You know, she ran the blood test. Damn, you're like, God sure damn it, I, I wasn't gonna be wrong for the biology. one time. It was right. so much easier. And she's like, Yeah, well, you could like take testosterone. And she's like, But that has side effects you might not want. Your clitoris um, could become like yes, a your clitoris thumb. can get big. And I was like, Huh? Like, could that be good? No, right. no, I don't for want like that. For like a minute. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and so, and she started telling me her story. And she basically said, like, this is so common. Um, so many of my patients have this issue. Um, and she told me her story, and it was really similar. And she said, you know, I had good experience going to this therapist. Here's my therapist's number. Because <gasps> wow. she basically said, like, the medical community doesn't have a lot for they you. Don't. But here's my therapist's number. Um, and I called her, and she was all booked. And then I called the six referrals she gave me, and they were all booked. No one was accepting clients. Were they sex therapists? Yes. Oh, God. I know, right? This is why your business is just going to be so freaking busy right now. The market is like 100% of people. I literally in that moment was like, you know, concerned about my health and all. But in the back of my business head, I was going, huh. (laughs) You're a business person, right? Well, no, well, it's interesting because that, that just says a lot about, you know, our society because I've also, you've probably heard this too, like medical doctors have like a half a, like they're in, med, they're in school for 10 years and they have like half a day on sex, you know, like they're not as educated, they're Definitely. not as trained. And even yeah. a lot of couples go to marriage counselors yeah. and I know so many like, well, we were in therapy for years and like, and they never talk about their sex no, life. I'm like, in, how do you not? I'm in school right now um, to get a, a therapist um, license as well. And out of a three-year program, we have maybe eight weeks of sexuality. Right. Yeah, and, and that's going to be like a lot of times, as you know, that's the corner. That couples need to work on that. Yeah. Like a lot of the problems are due to that. And how does it not come up? So Definitely. six therapists, and then. Did one answer finally? So they were all booked. (laughs) And and luckily, uh, my husband is like this amazing internet researcher. And he found this sex and relationship coach. Mm. And I was kind of like, a coach? What is a coach? (laughs) You know, what is this? Um, Come on, you can do it. Pam, go have sex. (laughs) Wear this jersey. You look really sexy. Yeah. Um, So yeah, so we started chatting over email. And I I really liked her. And I thought, sure, like, what do I have to lose here? Right. Okay. So you went, and can we talk about who that is? Yes, absolutely. So it's the the creator of Somatica. Okay. So it's Celeste or Danielle? Danielle. Oh, you went to Danielle. Yeah. In my brain, I always thought you were Celeste. No. So I was with Danielle. She was like four blocks from our house. It was like, like it was meant to be. Oh my God. I love this. Okay. So, so back up if you, let's say this is the first time you listen to this. I never know. So I've been taking this, um, Somatica training and Celeste and Danielle are the creators of it, founders. And they're sex coaches who've been in the Bay Area. We actually started like the same year, I think like 2005. And I've loved them. They've always been like great guests on the show and they've probably been on like five times over the years. And then they were on last year. Was last year or this year? This Earlier year. in the year. And they were like, okay, Emily, you keep saying you're going to do something. Yeah, I told you, in the air, you're going to do it. And I did it. And I've gone to all these like transformational weekends. Um, so anyway, that's who did. And they're both very different. Now I've seen them. Like I've spent five you know, 20 days with them intensely in, right. this, work, in this workshop. So Danielle, she's intense. Mm-hmm. Love her. Okay. So you went to see, you talked on the phone. We did. We, we talked to her over email. Email. And then said, okay, like, let's, let's go in. Let's try this out. So you went in together. We did. With your husband. Yeah. Okay. We went in, um, as a couple, we sat on the couch. I pretty much, I think I used like half a box of Kleenex in that first session, just being like, something wrong with me. And like, wow. I don't know what to do. And like, I love this guy, but like, it's not working. And you know, really, kind of quite emotional right um and she did this amazing thing where she didn't even try to like fix the problem she just listened and then she talked about all the cultural messages that we get every day that I know you're so aware of because you talk about these all the time but like I really it had not raised into my consciousness that the world has told women that sex isn't for them 
and that they should keep it in their pants until they, you know, get married and then magically it should all work and function. And, and, you know, I, I, as she was saying those things, I'm like, whoa, that's, that's, that's a lot of whatever this is, is I just have never thought about it in different terms. Right. Like you thought you were broken in some way or you were like the only, or there's something wrong yeah, with you. Like I'm, I'm having sex. Yeah. It feels good. Um, but it's like, it's for my husband, you know, oh, right. like, it's not for you even, not, not even your pleasure. Yeah, right. Not that I was consciously thinking those things, but it was very deeply seated in my unconscious for sure. Right. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And, and then she was like, so, so that's fine. If you know, if, if sex isn't for you and you don't, that's fine. She's like, there's nothing wrong with you. You're okay. completely normal. And I just kind of like this huge, like weight, I mean, even saying it now, like uh. the weight lifted off my shoulders and I was like, Oh, like I could breathe. Wow. It was like really powerful yeah, just to, and just to give like, you permission mm-hmm. to be like, it's okay to be you. And like, this is what happened. So then what? Cause I know there isn't a lot of talking. Right. And then that was the first yeah. session. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so I think even in that first session we may have done, so they breathing. Yeah. They did okay. this breathing. I'm like, when did you connect. breathe? I know. Okay. When it's all I about breathe. breathing. I think it might've been that first session. Cause when I've kind of felt that like weight off my shoulder, then it was kind of like, you know, when you're told that you don't have to do something right. that you, you're like, Oh, I don't want to do that. And someone's like, okay, you don't have to do that. And you're like, Oh, well maybe, right. maybe, maybe I want that. Um, so I think I was kind of like, Oh, well maybe she's like, like okay, don't well, say I don't want it ever. Like <laughs> exactly. I know it's okay, but like, I want to want it. Right. Exactly. Don't you tell me. Mm-hmm. Um, so then she's like, okay, well we're gonna do this breath work. We're going to like breathe, you know, it's like three parts. So you breathe in your chest and you breathe in your belly and then you breathe down to your, can I say that word? Yeah. You can say whatever you oh, want. Okay. You can swear. There, she, yeah, she's like, pussy? breathe down to your pussy. Right. They use pussy in class, mm-hmm. which I, yeah, they always talk about your pussy and your cock. And yes. I don't often say that on the show. Like I don't, I don't have a hard, not a hard time. It's funny. Like I have a sex with but yes, we do say yeah. whatever we want so on the show. But personally, I had a super hard, like when, like, she, like, when she, she, she said that, your pussy in the first I know, lesson, I was you're like, like, whoa, I know. I'm like, my face must've just been like, what did, <laughs> what did you just say? Like, how, I don't even understand what you're talking about. Is my pussy supposed to breathe? I know. Like, does it open up and breathe? Like what? Seriously. Okay. And nothing really happened. Like I did, like I did what she told me to do. She like, you know, close your eyes and she'll guide you through it. And like, it's all really nice, you know? Um, but I, it was basically like, I could feel like breath in my chest. Like obviously my lungs are moving in and out and then like maybe my abdomen a little bit, like, okay, like there's a gut there. Like, but like down there, I was like, I don't, like, I don't know right. what you're talking about, but it was funny because after that experience, I had a heightened awareness of that part of my body right. and we kind of, there's that part of our body is kind of like turned off in a lot of our life. Right. We just shut it down. Yeah, and I I think I left that session with the thought that hey, that's a pretty awesome part of me. Maybe I like that part of me. Maybe that part that can experience pleasure is actually just for me, like super selfishly, right? Right. And so yeah, so the first like I don't know, maybe even like a year of my journey was a lot of like just internal connection with my sexuality. Okay. Um, and it benefited my husband because like, then I was like more horny and like more interested in trying things, but it was honestly like a really internal kind of experience. Okay. So there was a lot of like, um, breathing mm-hmm. So like you're saying, like I love cause your blog down to there, would you guys have to check out her blog down to there.com and all your social media is at down to there, right? It is. Everything's down to there. Um, yep. and anyway, so so that's why you call it down to there. It's like breathe down to there. Yeah. Well, you know, like, you so this is, this is the, the um, funny thing about that. So my mom helped me with that name. Cause so I was like, oh, I want to start this, you know, I've been blogging and I want to put it out publicly, but I don't know what to name it. And I'm talking this over with my mom. Right. God bless her that all she's right. willing to listen to these conversations. And she's like, well, I mean, didn't this all start with that one exercise? <laughs> so I'm like looking up online. I'm like, no one has this name. This is amazing. So yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a really good name. Yeah, it's good. I, okay, so then you started breathing, and then your internal thing, was it more through, so did you go on the whole journey of, like, because I now I know somatica, kind of, mm-hmm. like, I feel like I just, it's so hard to explain, it's, right? It's a journey, you, yeah. It's a journey. <laughs> like, yeah. it has totally been a journey. Like, the first time I came back, I was, like, boundaries, and then I was talking more about, um, I'm trying to think, remember what else I talked about. Just all the things you go through, but there's mm-hmm. so many facets to it. But I was wondering if when you say your internal thing was a lot of it about like your, what you fantasize about, like your erotic. Definitely. I mean, that, it, had, it had struggling so, with that. So yeah, so many things. It's like, I, 
at first it was a very sensation based thing for me. It was like, okay, what do I like? And just in the world, I'm like sitting here, like rubbing my fingertips together. Right. It's like, what what in the world do I like? What is, um, what gives me lots of sensation? I mean, it could be as simple as like drinking something or like a hot shower, like that really fuzzy blanket or just like all these things that I'm like, wow, I really like that. Um, and so it was that type of thing. And then it did kind of morph into fantasy, which I had I didn't have any fantasy. Right. Okay, so let's talk about that. Okay, yeah. so that's a big part of it. We've talked about this on the show about your like whether you got your core erotic theme or your erotic mm-hmm. movie, but that's a big part of it. Is it like fantasy's okay? We all have fantasies, and if we don't, go out and find your fantasy. Right. It's a good journey because it helps you, you know, get in the mood for sex, have to get in touch with what you really want. Fantasy's amazing. So, so tell good. me, I've so tell me about your journey. So you had, you're like, what? I have no, you, so yeah. We, so we were sitting there on the couch and she was asking like, you know, what do you kind of, what helps turn you on or helps kind of, you know, turn you on more. And, you know, and my husband was talking about like fantasies and I was like, oh, it's sensation. Like I want sensation. I want to feel something. I want to feel like, I want to feel my pussy and I want right. to feel it getting tense and like all these things. And so I like have to close my eyes and think about that. And, um, and we both kind of looked at each other like we're from different planets. Like I was like, I don't understand what you're talking about. He's like, I don't understand what you're talking about so she was like you don't have fantasies and I said no I I don't like that doesn't it's not because you masturbate right or had you yeah yeah but it was all sensation it was like close my eyes go inward follow this sensation keep building it and and I realized what was happening and again it's those societal messages like you shouldn't fantasize about someone other than your partner and what I realized is my fantasies in general as I learned to develop them were I would be in the real world and a guy would, you know, cross my path and I would have this thought like, oh, he's cute. And I would go, shut it down. Right. You know? And so gone, like no fantasy. That was like a, you know, one second thing. Right. So after that conversation with Danielle, I started like approaching the world differently. And I was like, oh, there's a guy. Huh. Like what would happen? It's so great because it's just happening in your mind. Right. Like no one around Nothing's you knows what's, you know, right. what's going on. And so, yeah, so I started really getting this repertoire of fantasies and it actually helped me around that core erotic theme because I was like, okay, what, what was it that struck me about that situation or about that particular scene that made it so hot for me, you know? And then when I played it out with my head, like, what did I have happen? Like, oh, that's interesting. How could I bring that into, into my sex life? Can you give me an example? Yeah. So, okay. So this one's fun. So we were on like a river rafting trip for work. Again, no one knows, thank God, what's going on in my head. This like river rafting trip at work, right? But we were going down the river and this guide had been doing this for, I don't know, 12 years or something. Very experienced, um, kind of rugged looking guy with, you know, the the plaid lumberjackish shirt and um, like fine, good looking, but not like incredible. And he gets us in this, oh, what's it called? Like an eddy or something where the water's like swirling around. And okay. you can, so we like, we're going down this, these rapids and our boat gets stuck. Our raft gets stuck. Okay. And it is like literally filling up with water. Like I am terrified. And he's like, and he's like yelling at us like, you know, but bail, bail. And we're like all doing this thing and we're freaking out. And I turn around and look at him. And he has this like <laughs> shit ass grin on his face. It's, he's just like. I, and he's just smiling and I look at him. I'm like, what's going on? He's like, I've been trying all season to make this happen. And he was like, and it finally happened. You're fine. It'll, it'll bail itself. You'll be fine. And I just was like looking around at the chaos around me. And I was just like, there was something about that, like confidence, that playfulness, Um, that was totally, and so of course the fantasy was that we got out of this thing and we went off and like people were, you know, having their lunch or something on the side of the pit, but we were back in the woods. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. Got it. He's mm-hmm. like a rugged, I got it. So that was the first time and you were like, Oh, I'm going to take this to the next place. And yeah. then your husband's cool with, uh, that the, he, I hope so. Cause a lot of people think about it like, <laughs> okay, well, yeah. I mean, it and helps ta- for me. It helps keep sex and desire and eroticism more top of mind right. for me that, if I, is- you know, if I have fantasy, if I have a toy that I'm excited to try, if I have whatever that we've been talking about, um, a flirty email or something, you know, all of that stuff makes, um, I think Celeste and Danielle call it like turn, keeping the pilot light on, right? Keeping you know, cause on. otherwise it's like, do you want to have sex? Oh shit. Like I got to get the matches out. And I got to start the thing, you know, exactly. So yeah. you always, you've learned to keep exactly. You've learned to keep mm-hmm. your pilot up through all these different exercises that kind of are somatica and probably whatever else you've right because okay so you've done a lot of things so uh, this is what i find so interesting so um 
I've got a question for you. I know that you've tried, you've done a lot of exploring. And uh, when we come back, I want you to tell me about some of those intimate experiences. We're going to give a big shout out to our sponsors. So thank you everyone for supporting them and for listening to the show. We are back. Let's talk about the orgasm gap. You don't know what the orgasm gap is? Okay, so a little refresher. Men take anywhere between six to eight minutes to orgasm during intercourse. Women, between 20 and 40 minutes. You see the issue here? There's like a gap. Even if you don't have an issue with premature ejaculation, the fact remains women take longer to achieve orgasm than men do. A lot longer. But you can take action. You can. For starters, more foreplay. Foreplay is not just a suggestion. It's actually mandatory. And to help you narrow the orgasm gap during intercourse even more, try Promescent. See, Promescent is a clinically proven, FDA-approved product that can significantly delay ejaculation. So, why is that a good thing? Because if you're able to last longer, you'll have less anxiety about performing. You can focus on being in the moment with your partner, enjoying sex instead of stressing about it. And your partner gets the benefit of a longer, more intense experience. Doesn't that sound much better? Does that sound more fun? No more gaps? Not more sex, not more orgasms. God, this sounds good. Promescent is a topical spray that gets applied to the penis to improve a man's stamina. Unlike common delay sprays that make you numb, Promescent is quickly absorbed, allowing you to enjoy the sensations of sex. When used properly, it won't transfer to your partner, which trust me, nobody likes. What other product can help you last longer, have better sex, reduce performance anxiety, and improve your relationship? Exactly, none. And it's easier to buy Promescent than ever before because now it's available at your local Rite Aid and Target too. That's right, you can run out, get some today. Of course, you can also click on the Promescent banner on my site or visit promescent.com today. Okay, I'm back with Pam, Pam Costell. This is fun. I know, I'm I know. having a great time. Okay, so this is what I can't wait to get into. So one of your blogs, I, I pasted it here. You wrote, um, ever since my husband and I started seeing a sex coach, I've been researching everything I can related to sex. And by researching... I mean, attending class where I masturbated with a group of women, a workshop where my husband learned to tie me up, and a dinner where the waiters and waitresses seduced their patrons. Um, one must not rest on her laurels, though, so I recently <laughs> continued my research by dragging my husband to a class called, titled Polishing the Penis. I know. So I love this. I love <laughs> your such experiences. such a good list, right? It's a, it's oh, my like, gosh. Oh, my God. You've done so. So was it so through this therapy, mm-hmm. you've done all these things. Um, which one of these like stands out to you as being like, I mean, I guess probably each time you come out of it, you're like that. But yeah. So I mean, like, I, yeah. If you would have told excited. me if I would have done any of these things like well, a year ago, I would have just been like, you are insane. Or well, maybe two years ago. Right. Yeah. But I just this wouldn't is a believe lot it. You've done and they mm-hmm. all sort of fed into this to keep it top of mind. Yeah. I mean, definitely. To keep sex, your pilot light is mm-hmm. way on. Yes, it is. Yeah. I on. mean, you masturbated with a group of women in front of a group of women. I did. So tell me about yeah. that. Yeah. So, um, Betty Dodson, um, she is this like 86 year old firecracker. If you ever thought you, you know, are like, Oh, I'm like worried about growing older. Like what's it going to be like? Like she is an excellent role model. She's incredible. So she's been doing these circles since like the seventies okay. where she gets women together and she basically spends two days with them the first day is genital show and tell which is exactly she, what it sounds like okay you get mm-hmm. up in front of them and you're like hi this is my vulva pretty For much reals? like okay like you sit on the floor and like you know like the little pixar lamp and then like a mirror so you can see too like you're all and everyone's like you know like a foot away from you like crowded around in a <gasps> semicircle looking too and she's just talking about you know the design and the hairstyle and how beautiful she has like the nicest things to say about everybody's vulvas it is fantastic like wow you yeah. really learned to like oh, I didn't know mine had that little mm-hmm. crease and freckle or whatever yeah. okay yeah and then you name them it's kind of like an empowerment kind of you know this name thing that you don't vulva. see right because no. you can't see you know no. with guys it's like the junk's all right there right. everyone sees no, it you know you gotta go like. in you gotta look yeah yeah Wow. So that's day one. Okay. And then that's an intense yeah, day. It's pretty okay. intense, but it's it's really crazy empowering. And then on day two, uh, she has um, magic wand vibrators and she does a little show and tell on that. And then there's basically, I think she calls it erotic recess, where you all, you're just kind of laying around in a semicircle. You're not facing each other. You're all, you know, all laying on your backs and kind of. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, you're just. Masturbating? Exploring, yeah. Masturbating. Using the magic wand? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The same one, or like you cleaning it? It's a little one? condom over it. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So you're like having, so is everyone like having orgasms together? And Yeah, pretty much. Wow. Which is kind of crazy. And what did you, what was your takeaway from that? Well, so 
I really hadn't thought about the fact that I had not really taken ownership over my Pussy. Vulva. You could say, yeah. yeah. Pussy. Pussy. Yeah. Pussy. Cool. yeah. I like pussy. Yeah. Now you so, like it. Now I like right? it too. Now I I'm know. okay with it. It's true. Not that it wasn't okay, but you know what I mean? It's just not the It's sexual, thing right? It's right. not like my vulva, and which is a great, perfectly accurate right. word. Um, but yeah, so this concept that, I mean, it was for like the doctor and for my husband and for these other people because I, did, I hadn't looked at it. I hadn't touched it in that way and right. really taken ownership over it. And so that was actually super empowering. Um, I had had a masturbatory life that looked one way. Like I learned how to masturbate when I was like six years old in my girlfriend's basement. And I mastered that masturbated that way for every single day for, for like, or whatever. Exactly. You, same exactly. Way. Right. For decades. And then, you know, I had never used a vibrator before. Really? No, no. And then I had not. like, I, I'm well, actually I take that me. back. I had used like the insertable things and I was like, this isn't doing it for me. Like what's going on with that. And then of course, magic wand is external and that of course is where all the magic yeah. is and I was like oh like that's why I masturbate the way I masturbate because it's like this how would you so, you were masturbating you said I on your stomach yeah right? I laid on my stomach and with my hands I because that's often yeah, like, I know a lot about yeah, you exactly because it's <laughs> about my sex life it's so great um so yeah I get a lot of pressure that way and the magic wand is great for that so then I was exploring all the ways I could get pressure it was like I, I was doing the hot tub jets wow. and like different toys and you. yeah mm-hmm. that's amazing so yeah I took that away I, like, I own my my vulva and then I, I did a lot of playing with my vulva okay <laughs> I mean you've done you so you've done the fantasy the vulva I mean you yeah. went and you just so now are you feeling that you you do want sex more often it's like yeah is it really, it, I mean sure I would like you've this perfect every day you want to yeah I mean I would human. say like my natural state because I'll like really get into the flow with work or with just doing things and with friends and family and everything and so my natural state is to not think about sex organically right. like, okay I think right? a lot of us can relate yeah to that. and I think that's that's true and like that could very much be my default um way of operating in the world but I actually like this other version of myself like I really like it when the pilot this lights new pant, on right. I feel more feminine I feel more creative I feel more alive it's like all these good things come with it so it's like worth it to me now to spend time like reading some erotica, watching right. some porn, you know, going to this class, doing whatever the like huge okay. long list of things is you can do to keep it top of mind. Is there anything like a daily ritual that you do every day for sure or weekly? No, I'm okay. not. I'm much more spontaneous. I really, and that's, that's part of what's fallen out of this, um, journey is like going wherever my energy is. Uh-huh. And so I'll be like, well, what do I really want right now? Oh, I want chocolate or I want to call a friend or I want to go masturbate or I want to send my husband a flirty text message, right. you know, and so being more reactive, not being as reactionary and really in the moment being like, what do I want? Yeah. Just like not what, what should I do? But what do I, what right. do I really want? What does my pussy want right, right. now? What does my pussy yeah. want? <laughs> right. My pussy wants to, um, be on the sexual Emily show. And okay. So we, we have a, a special guest here. Another one. We do. We have Paul here, mm -hmm. your your lovely husband. And I forgot, I mean, I knew you guys were coming together. You told me when I started Semantic, I was like, but I want to talk to Pam. But <laughs> I realized Paul's awesome. He's been through this journey. For, hi, Paul. <laughs> I know. And, you know, it's a really common question from readers of my blog, too. They're like, like well, husband? what about him? Like, is he going to write a blog? Is he going to tell us the story? I'm like, no, nah, he doesn't really want to blog. But he's super excited to be here, I think. Paul, I'm so excited you're here. Big fan of the show. I know. You're also a fan of the show. Okay, can I, can I talk about the fact that you're the... So, a few months ago, I was in a relationship, I realized, and I had never really talked about it ending, and I hadn't talked about it, my emotions around it. And then Paul cornered me. We were at a party for our somatic therapy. He's like... Yeah, and I thought you didn't. I was like, I didn't even know you really liked. You're like, well, I don't know. Like you, you were in this relationship, and you just ended it. You didn't talk about it at all. You didn't share it. I'm like, God damn it! I couldn't get out of my head. And so I was like, okay, so my friend's husband. Now you're my friend too. But I was like, I'm the show. So I and I did tell the whole story about the breakup, which was very cathartic. So thank you for pushing me in that direction. You're welcome. So now that's out of the way. Okay, so yeah, everyone wants it. So a lot of we have a lot of male listeners are probably going, okay, yeah, or women who also are probably totally going, oh my god, I'm relating. Yeah. What's my husband going to think? Like, how did you? Because clearly, this Pam sitting here is a very different Pam than two years ago. That's definitely true. Right. <laughs> okay. So, tell me about your experience with this. Well, I was listening to her story. And <laughs> You're like, mine's different. Yeah, yeah, it is a little different. I mean, I think back to that first session with Danielle, and I can remember kind of saying to her, okay, Danielle, here's the thing. We have a great marriage. The only problem is we don't have enough sex. <laughs> right. So, uh, Oh, that. Quite quickly, like within a couple of weeks, um, Danielle had kind of convinced Pam that, that sex was for her and that she could want sex for herself. And like suddenly we were having more sex. And 
I felt like, oh my God, <laughs> we're <laughs> cured. Right. And, uh, but it, it didn't really take too long after that to sort of realize that like the sex wasn't exactly what I thought that it was going to be. Like okay. I was like, I, I wasn't even initiating. Like she was initiating and she wow. had never initiated before. Wow. Okay. And I thought like, what, what is the deal with this? And right. like it eventually sort of got to the point where I started to realize that like, boy, like I think all these years of like sort of being shut down it kind of screwed with me. Right. Like I had, I was like, almost a little damaged in terms of confidence and, and honestly kind of still am working my way through that. Right. Cause, cause what we don't realize also the male experience of saying no, saying no, saying no, you're going to feel like, okay, like dejected, not as desirable. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Cause that's 20 years of, I'm not saying yeah. you always said no, Pam, you didn't no, be I mean, every day, but I get yeah. you get it. So mm -hmm. wow. So then repair, right? It's like mm -hmm. we learned something like relationships are so much about repair. So you've had to do some work on yourself around that. Yep. So have you started to initiate? How do you feel? Yeah, like I mean, I wish more? I could have in two weeks just sort of had that whole thing figured out. But I, I think it's I'm a still, lifelong journey. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But you've had some fun. You guys did the sexy stranger thing. In, oh, we yes. did. I love yeah. that. That's so, actually a good peak sexual experience for me, at least. I yeah. love that story. So mm -hmm. I always tell and people are like, oh, yeah, we'll do that. I always, one of my suggestions, this is what I love, that every single thing, not everything, but she's going to get there. A lot of the tips that I've given you are like suggestions, how to spice things up. Pam and Paul actually did them. They do them. They, 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 I don't know anybody who does a sexy stranger. Like you went to so the sexy stranger is role playing in fantasy, and I always say, you know what? Go to another town. Like like pretend that you've never met and be like sexy stranger. It's even in my book. I was just looking at my book, and it's like, and I'm like, but who? You know, I have a few friends who've did it, but they kind of half assed it. You guys full on went to Vegas. Tell the, the story. Yeah, we it. did. Um, so I'll start and then he can take over because he did a much better job staying in character compared to me. I know. I love it. Yeah. So we, yeah, we kind of had this, this idea that we go to Vegas and we go out to dinner and um, then after dinner, so we kind of be our normal selves for dinner, right? Have a good time at dinner and then we would go to this bar and I would leave the restaurant first and I would go to this bar and I'd sit down and then he would come. And so I'm going to let you tell the story <laughs> from there. Well, I kind of created a fake persona, and uh, which really helped. I, right. I, that was, I think, actually kind of key to the whole thing was was having yeah, that. So exactly. it, it happened to be AVN weekend in in oh, Vegas. How about that? And uh, so I made myself like a movie producer. I didn't really say what kind of movies. <laughs> and, it was so uh, mysterious. Yeah. So I came and I introduced myself as Drake, and uh, Ooh, right, and, right. And you could immediately see this like look of shock on her face, like, oh, like we're doing fake right, names. We're really like, doing it. I didn't, I didn't have my fake I didn't name. Know we were I doing totally fake did names. not. Yeah, so I, like uh, I, I, I would highly recommend the fake persona. It really, I mean, if you're trying to be, if you're trying to act differently than your normal life, I mean, creating a fake persona goes right. a long way. And then yeah. you guys were able, I mean, I think people, we should have sent people to read your blog unless you want to get it all, but yeah. you, I feel like that, because we got so much to cover here, but <laughs> what's the name of that blog post? It uh, it's a stranger, stranger, stranger role play, probably. Stranger role play, I, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah we they're pretty boring it. names, yeah. No, they're amazing. <laughs> I love your blog down to there, but it's just a great, and I love that they're just, they're very like, you know, I don't know. I love the way you write. I love the way you explain the details about what happened during their journey. I would just check it. I think it's on our, is it on our website? Not yet. Okay. Yeah. But anyway, it's great that you guys, because the, the conclusion is that you, you're able to create these different personas. So you can really start to like act sexually different too it's like having sex yeah. with someone else in a way yeah because you're basically so husband, all you're all those like habits and ideas that you have about each other kind of go out the window right. and you kind of look at each other with new eyes which is really what therapy and coaching and all of that is about for you to not assume that you actually know each other because right. there are things you don't and you don't even know yourself and things change right yeah. exactly the they sex really that do. night was was different it was totally different yeah. it was yes. mm -hmm. it, it was good it, like yeah, amazing a fake sex. persona like you can you can be someone else in bed Wow. And you really felt that that was Absolutely. like, because you were like dominant and dominating. Yes. And you're like, I can do this. Yeah. And then you were probably turning. Oh God, it was great. God. Like in the elevator, I was like, oh my gosh, this is, this is better than I would have thought. See, I think this is, <laughs> I love that you guys did this. What's up next then? Next thing you're going to try. Oh, I don't know. We don't. We used to be so good at like the classes and doing all these things. Well, you've, and, already, you've already done some. Yeah. I feel like we've got some vacations like, planned coming up. So that'll be exciting. Okay, well, you next guys show. are inspiration. I love, I love <laughs> yeah, you're right, and I love that you keep saying it's a journey. It's not like you, you're doing all these classes. It takes, mm -hmm. it takes a while, but I love that you guys are in a totally. It seems like you're in a completely different place. Yeah, that's true. And um, now you have to find new things to fight about, probably. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I just love this story because I just feel like so many couples are just just don't realize 
don't think that they can ever get through this. Like, it's impossible. I can never talk to my partner about this. I can never, when you guys were not probably talking about it, you were having the conversation every six months, but you weren't like, yeah. what can I, I do? Think, so I, I think, think there's a shift from talking about what the problem is and all of the like, you know, difficult things. And then the, there was the shift to being like, and to also feel like obligated to like meeting your partner's needs. But there's a shift when we went to Danielle to saying, okay, like, what are your needs? What are my needs? Some people, like, I didn't know what my needs were. And like to really pause and be like, what are they? And um, express them and then see like where we have the opportunity to meet each other's needs and where we don't. And then you have to, you know, process disappointment and all this stuff. And it was a really, like we had been communicating, right? but not like that. Well, no, but that's why I think somatica is so amazing for couples. Like I don't know any other tool, which is why I'm also taking the course. Like I don't know any other tools for couples that I think that is this effective at getting people really to, to the root of it and to like, um, to kind of stoking that fire again and rekindling the romance or whatever you want. We always, we always joke and you're like, how many ways can we say spicing up your relationship? But whatever it is, bringing back that spark. That's the thing I can never, I'm like, do I have to say that spark? Um, but you guys are like, are doing it. You're where, in it. Where we are today is well beyond where I ever thought we could like, be when we started coaching. And ha- um, right. Yeah, and we never would have gotten there on our own. Right. You just, sometimes you just can't because you're having the same conversation over yes. and over again. Was yeah. there anything that sticks out for you as like, I don't know, Paul, like from the guy, like, was it ever, was there anything that was really particularly challenging or that you, like advice that you could tell, share what you've learned? Deep moment. <laughs> I, I'm sure there is, but it, it just keeps coming back to the confidence thing. Like I, I just, I, I can't even tell you how damaged my confidence was and I really didn't have a sense for it at first it was so easy to put it on her for so long of like yeah my wife doesn't want to have sex so that's it's like an it's like the best excuse in the world right and then when that's taken away from you suddenly like you're it's almost like this performance anxiety it's like okay now now bring it like be this guy that you want to be and, and, and like, do it right now with very little practice. Yeah. Wow. And I like never had any appreciation for that when we were going through it. I'm like, oh, like crap. Like I created this over decades, right? And so like now, you know, this this journey has been so good that like I left my job out of tech and like went into this sex and relationship coaching career. And like it's been so helpful to like understand that that is a real real outcome oh, real. of this type so of dynamic okay, right so how, right yeah because it's getting it's your confidence so back common. so and i always say like you know like you got to get your confidence i get people always ask me how do i get the confidence so what would you say it was just sort of communicating and peeling back the layers of what it was or part how of it I, I also think that like guys in general get sort of really caught up in like not wanting to be a creep like you get so much you get so much uh negative um imagery of like this creepy guy and nobody wants to be the creepy guy right um so it's like when you bring your sexuality into a certain situation i i know i had gotten like oh god like don't be don't be the creep don't be the creep right um it's so true. I, we hear that from the guys all the time how do i not be the creep and and i kind of if if i've kind of come to any realization there it's that you just gotta kind of go for it like right. like you just gotta be okay with that being a possibility because most of the time it's not well we but it's true and like you'll you'll know if if you're if you're going to be but just the fact that you probably have the thought that you might be a creep you're probably not a creep. maybe yeah maybe you are a creep <laughs> yeah that maybe could she be. like that that, shit. that She's is an like entirely that real possibility but so you mean also like through that you're like oh shit now i can have sex whenever i want and now i have to ask for these things and you're like what if she judges me for this fantasy which you guys after 20 years probably hadn't shared until now you bet. Right. and now you're getting them all mad yeah oh, randy did you guys have sex out there when you were waiting for me <laughs> were we too know. loud yeah no you can never be too loud um, you can have too much sex here. Uh, I love that you're here and share your story. Thank you so much to both of you. Do you want to stay and help answer some emails? Absolutely. I yeah. would love that. Thank you, Pam. Again, her blog is uh, down to there. And we also, I think every week when we're good at it, we're putting up mm-hmm. different posts and stuff. So thank you for sharing that. And um, I really think if you uh, check it out or if you, need a, if you need a sex and relationship coach, you can go check out Pam. You can do it on Skype. Absolutely. And I've just seen this as be some of the most powerful work and seeing you, I mean, I'm sure you're, I know you're awesome. So I know you could help people. Even just sharing your stories, helping people. And also, wait, there's other, one more thing, your circles, you want them to, people can join. Yeah. Yeah. So I just, I think it's, it's sex is such a taboo topic and we don't talk about it with our partners. 
Um, and we don't talk about it with our friends. And that's a real shame because everyone has um, similar experiences and it just feels really nice to hear that. Um, so yeah, I started um, along with getting um, coaching, uh, a group of girlfriends and I started meeting and talking about sex and it was incredible. And after a year of that, like listening to what was happening to them um, in their relationships, it was equally powerful as to what's happened with us. And so I thought, wow, I like can't keep this to myself. I want other other people to get together and talk about sex, um, women, men, whatever. And so, yeah, so I create content. Um, I put it up on my website for free. There's literally no strings attached okay. other than being brave enough to ask your friends if they want to talk about sex. I love it. That's good. You're right. We really don't. I mean, I do. Yeah. <laughs> I can't <laughs> help it. Like, I hear everyone's sex work all day long, but most people We've got do the not. same mission to get people right, to exactly. talk about so sex. I'm, I'm yeah. glad, and mm-hmm. I never get tired of it. Okay, so now I'd love you both to uh, help me answer some emails right. from the people. Okay, everyone, um, if you have a question that you want me to answer on the show, that's awesome. You just go to sexwithemily.com, and you click on the Ask Emily form, and you just submit it. And now there's a little button there you can check, yes, I would like to be called, because then we'll set up a call with you, and you can actually, actually ask me that question uh, live. It's going to be so fun. Um, you can also leave me a voicemail. That's uh, 818-ASK-SWE1. And always include your name, your gender, where you live, how you listen. That helps us. We love it. Okay. Ready, guys? Mm-hmm. Hi, Emily. I love your show and have been listening for the past six months. I discovered masturbation and have been able to make myself orgasm from a pretty young age and have masturbated most days since I was 13. I was a late bloomer to having sex, and I had sex for the first time at 21, two months ago. My boyfriend and I have sex three to four times a week, but outside of that, I have not felt the need to masturbate. Is this okay? I know the importance of exploring my body and still try to masturbate a few times a week, but only because I know it's important. I used to enjoy masturbating, and I would really like to get back to that place if you have any tips, or do you think I should just enjoy the sex and not worry about masturbating? Um, I have a few toys, but predominantly just use my fingers for masturbating, by the way. Thanks, Jen, age 21. Well, I love that she's so self-aware about masturbation and she's like still doing it three to four times a week and having sex every day. And she's 20. I mean, I feel like 21 year olds are much more enlightened than when I was 21. She's like, I I realize how important masturbation is. And the thing, like, I feel like when I was 21, like masturbation was something you were kind of ashamed of. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And I think a lot of people, I mean at this age still think this except for Jen because she's been listening for six months maybe that's why Jen you're you're awesome I love that you have I didn't even know I think I learned at 21 what masturbation was <laughs> and that I hadn't done it yet that was my problem amazing okay I mean Jen I think you're totally I mean I feel like you've been doing the exploring and um I mean if you're only I mean the reason why it's great is just to keep connected with your body so you use your fingers only. You might want to try some new, like like Pam was saying, like she tried a toy. She would. You don't have yeah. to go to masturbation class, but you could, um, like Pam did. But you could just try different ways, like different, like. And I'm thinking like mutual masturbation, yeah. right? Like it's partner like masturbation. Babe. Like he can do it, you can do it, you can cross. I mean, it's just like wow, this could be fun. Yeah, I love. That's one of my favorite things, mutual masturbation. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite tips because then Jen, you could like look at how he does it, and he'll know. What turns you on? You'll watch each other. Who knows? You might not be having sex. So that is a great way. And just, um, you know. Yeah. You can learn a lot about how to partner your, or pleasure your partner by watching them masturbate. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's all the, all the information's there. Oh, he tugs his penis to the left. I'm going to do that next time I give him a blowjob. That kind of thing. Right? Paul, <laughs> 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 any advice there for, for young Jen? Well, I think the mutual masturbation. Uh, it's a good time. One is, a, is an interesting one. I mean, I, I, I think it. <laughs> I think people underestimate how erotic that can be I to the know. other partner. Because people think, though, I don't want to see my partner see me make that face that I make and the rubbing and it's, exactly. it's dirty and it's wrong. And not only should we never do it, but we definitely can't do it. Right. Mm-hmm. So taking away all that stigma and all the judgments we have around it. Yeah. I think you're right. But also, like, if it's coming and going, your masturbatory life, totally fine. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Jen, yeah, exactly. And you're fine. And there's nothing to worry about. Yeah. We're not saying like you have to always be on the schedule. Like, and I love that you, I'm, I'm happy for, for two reasons that you didn't answer my question about like a daily ritual because I'll never have a daily ritual. I've tried my whole life. Like every day I get up and do this and there's some things, but they're like out of order. Like I'll exercise then get coffee or then I'll meditate or maybe I won't. But yeah, if I just, try to do that, I shame myself. I'm like, I do too. why should I be shaming myself? Like, right. Ugh. No shame. Ugh. Yeah. Don't shame all over yourself. Okay. <laughs> Hi, Emily. Another email. Ready? My wife and I have hit a rut. We started uh, to try to have children, and it was the first time we started having sex in a few years. We immediately decided to stop trying for children and instead focus on us and recapturing that spark 
when we were younger. She's worried that we won't be able to, uh, we won't be able to get that spark back. And she doesn't even remember the spark. I can remember getting home and tearing our clothes off and not being able to keep our hands off each other. So I know it was there. How do we start working on reigniting our spark together? We both love each other very much, but feel like we have become only best friends. Uh, we both love your podcast and are willing to try anything to recapture the magic we had in our younger years. Thank you, Todd, age 31. Aww, you guys are I like the poster couple. I know. Aww. He's yeah. kind of like where you guys are. Yeah. In a way, yeah. we're. Yes. Right? So what would you say to Todd? I think that um, she doesn't even believe there was the magic. She doesn't even remember the magic. I love how he wants to work so hard. We'll do anything. You know, mm-hmm. it's like we all want to work really hard at this. Right. He's like, we'll do it together. Like, just tell me what to do and I'll do it. Um, well, yeah. I mean, tell him what you, we, not everybody, you know, you could call Pam. You could go see a therapist. <laughs> you could do that. I mean, they've been together for, it doesn't matter how long, I guess, they're yeah. experiencing this rut. So, um, I would encourage them to talk about fantasies. Yeah, uh, I always think that's a good starting point, yeah. too. Because I think, a lot of us think that we have good communication with our partners, but I know that when we started talking about fantasies, like there's stuff that you're holding back that like you, you're worried about being judged by totally. or whatever. And, you know, I think there's a certain point you can get to where you can be like, you know, that guy on the rafting trip, or, you know, that girl right. that, you know, that girl that delivered the pizza today. Like right. I was totally <laughs> thinking like, I could take that girl right, right here. Like, and like, you don't want to, I, I didn't want to say stuff like right, that right. for like the yeah. longest time. And then like, there's something about sort of getting past that point of communication in a relationship where you suddenly, the door kind of opens and it's like, oh yeah, like we can, we can talk about anything. Like right. I can say things to you that, that are uncomfortable to me mm-hmm. and, and know that you're going to accept them. Right. And of course, like I'll totally empathize with, with Todd's wife here. And like, if she's not feeling that desire, if she doesn't remember what it was like to feel that desire, like jumping straight to fantasies might be tough for her. You know, like it's, it was great. We got there eventually, like to go there right away would have been really hard. And so if that's kind of the situation, I would say like, there's this really kind of crazy fine line between just feeling alive and like being in touch with your sexuality. And so you know, if, if it's, if she can't get in touch with like, oh, what are those sexual experiences that really made me alive? What are just things in life that make her alive? Like how you right? said, you start with like a blanket, a yeah. warm blanket or hot tea. Yeah. Like what are, yeah. What's something she really wants to go do and can they share in that? And can, you know, he, you know, can you guys feed each other in that way? And my, my guess is like when you get into that state, you'll kind of be like, oh wait, like there's something else going on here. Right. right. <laughs> and try maybe, yeah. Like try new experiences together. Like the novel, like we say like you know doing the novelty kind of goes away after a while like so mm-hmm. trying spending some time together and thinking about these kind of, you can also buy like Celeste and Danielle's book too like I think it's a great yeah workbook. making love real making love real it's a great book like couples can read it together like I, I have a friend who she, this wasn't this it's like 15 years ago when they got together and she's always been like all about therapy they were living in London and she like bought a, they bought a therapy book and full-on like every Thursday they did it and like it really helped amazing like, right or you know see a coach but I think Obviously, Todd, you can see that you can recapture the magic because it, it is possible for everybody. Like, I think this is just very inspirational, your stories. And there is no, the thing is, there is no one path. So I think that was a good point to your point. Like, she might be like, fantasy. Like, I don't even know that I, but um, I, I always say like a bucket list too is great. Like, are there things you've just been wanting to try? And we can say, it doesn't have to be sexually. Mm-hmm. It can just be maybe she really needs, because you'll find out, Todd, you'd be like, what are five things you want to do this year together? So just starting there, maybe she just wants to have a night where you guys go to dinner and you don't bring your cell phone, you know, yeah. like that might be something that would really turn around. We don't know. So that could be yeah. a fun way to start. Yeah. You can play this. Like I turn myself on when game where you're taking the pressure off of the other person turning uh-huh. you on and saying really what turns you on. Like I turn myself on when I take a bubble bath, I turn myself on when I read erotica yeah. and you can just go back and forth and you can learn a lot about each other with that Ooh, game. That's yeah, a super fun, fun game. Mm-hmm. Do you guys play that game like when you're driving in the car? (laughs) (laughs) You guys are fun. Okay. Um, I think that's all we got time for. Sounds good. You guys, this is a really good story. I love you both. You are a very cute couple still. (laughs) You're still our favorite couple. Yeah. Thank you for listening to the show. Um, Thank you, Pam, for sharing your stories. Mm -hmm. And um, you can all check it out at downtothere.com. And um, thank you, Madison. Producer Madison, thank you to uh, Lori and Jamie and Eddie and Ken. Thank you, Ken. And uh, thanks everyone for listening. Was it good for you? Email me feedback at sexwithemily.com.
You know my mission in life is to help you improve your relationships and have the best sex of your life, right? Well, one of the most important things you can do to achieve that is to keep things fresh. Well, our good friends at adamandeve.com know exactly how to help you with that. Adamandeve.com is where you'll find all my favorite high-end toys, like the Magic Wand and the WeVibe Sink, as well as sexy lingerie, games, massage oils, everything you need to keep things exciting. To make the choice even easier, the folks at adamandeve.com have put together a special deal for Sex with Emily listeners. If you order today and use code EMILY, they'll cut the price of almost any single item in half. And not enough? They'll also toss in three free DVDs and ship it all for free. And for a limited time only, they will include a free gift, a sexy premium vibrating pleasure ring. Rings are a great way to enhance intercourse. And if you haven't tried one before, it's the perfect time. It can help guys stay harder longer, all while providing that crucial clitoral stimulation that most women require to orgasm during intercourse. To get your free ring, free shipping, free DVDs, and 50% off one item, go to adamandeve.com today and use code EMILY at checkout. Back in August, our friends at Vibratech sent me a new toy to try out, which you know is one of the best perks of my job. However, it can also be challenging because let's be honest, not all toys are created equal. Well, thank God I loved it. You may actually remember Vibratech's Mystic Wand, my favorite compact massage wand. Well, I'm thrilled to tell you that it's now available in a rechargeable version. Yay! The Mystic Wand Rechargeable is truly the perfect evolution of the compact massager. Of course, it has the same soft round head that you love for external stimulation, but that's where the similarities end. The Mystic's curved handle is super comfortable and makes it so easy to get into just the right spot. And Vibratex added three vibration patterns and three power levels, making the Mystic Wand Rechargeable one of the most versatile compacts around. We've been so excited to tell you about the Mystic Wand Rechargeable, and now that it's finally here, I want you all to check it out. If you go to the video tab of my site, you'll see a clip of me checking it out for the first time. My team also had a chance to try it out for themselves, and it was unanimous. They all loved it. The Vibratex Mystic Wand is available now. You can learn more at vibratex.com or by clicking on the Mystic Wand banner on my site. 